I'm thankful that each of you are here today. We're going to have church. Amen. I promise I won't be lengthy this morning. Uh, But if you would, turn with me to Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. A lengthy passage. I'll try to go through it as quickly as possible. Then the Lord said to Moses, verse 15, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they will charge in after the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots and his charioteers. When my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. And the angel of the Lord, who had been leading the people of Israel, moved to the rear of the camp. The pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. The cloud settled between the Egyptians and the Israelite camps. As darkness fell, the cloud turned to fire, lighting up the night. But the Egyptians and Israelites did not approach each other all night. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea. And the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all that night, turning the seabed into dry land. Verse 22, so the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground with walls of water on each side. Then the Egyptians, all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and charioteers chased them into the middle of the sea. But just before dawn, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army from the pillar of fire and cloud, and He threw their forces into total confusion. He twisted their chariot wheels, making their chariots difficult to drive. Let's get out of here, away from these Israelites, the Egyptians shouted. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. When all the Israelites had reached the other side, the Lord said to Moses, Raise your hand over the sea again. Then the waters will rush back over the Egyptians in their chariots and charioteers. So as the sun began to rise, Moses raised his hand over the sea And the water rushed back into its usual place. And the Egyptians tried to escape, but the Lord swept them into the sea. Then the waters returned and covered all the chariots and charioteers, the entire army of Pharaoh, all the Egyptians who had chased the Israelites into the sea, and not a single one survived. Psalms 23, you don't have to turn, many of you are familiar says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, and He leadeth me beside still waters. Sounds like a peaceful place. He restoreth my soul, and He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. 
Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Today, for just a little while, I want to talk to you on the subject, the difference of to and through. The difference of to and through. Can we go to the Lord in prayer right now? Lord, we thank you. God, I pray right now that you would anoint these feeble lips of clay. God, that your word would come forth. God, that your anointing would flow right now. God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts today. God, I pray that you would speak in this place in a mighty way. God, let your glory fall. God, for we need you today in this place. God, be with the McDaniel family right now. God, I pray you would strengthen every one of them, Lord. God, speak peace into that room right now, God, and move in a mighty way. God, and today we give you all glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. The Bible says, don't just be hearers of the word, but doers also. Matthew 15 and 8 says, this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Almost doesn't cut it. A close call does not cut it. It does me no good if I go to something. If I get to something, that's great. I've accomplished a task at hand. But I did not go through something. There was no exit. There was no point of exit for me in my endeavor. If I get to the finish line, that is great. Uh, I made progress. I did something good in life. But I will not finish if I don't go through it. The ribbon that's there for them to cross, if that one who is leading the race gets to that point and he gets to that ribbon, that's wonderful. And I'm sure some would applaud because he had made it that far. But if he just stopped and turned around and went the other way, some people would probably scratch their heads. Some people would probably wonder, why did you go through so much? Why did you practice? Why did you run every day? Why did you train? Why did you change your diet all so that you could make it? And then you got all the way there just to turn around and go home without anything. Why would you go to it and not go through it? What good would it have been for a Shadrach, a Meshach, and a Bendigo to get to the fiery furnace and say, You know what? We didn't bow and we didn't do what they wanted and we've made it this far and we took a stand. We, we made a point and we took a stand in the face of our enemy and our adversary. So I, I think we deserve a little bit of credit. I, I think we deserve a little bit of honor. You know, they say honor, give honor to whom honor is due. Well, I, I think we've done our part. I, I, I think we can draw the line here and say, look, we've been through enough persecution already. We've been to it already. I, I, I don't think we can go any further. There's a fiery furnace before me, but... I've accomplished so much already, I just, I don't see the point. What good would it have been for them to get there and say, it's not worth it? I made it this far. 
What good would it have done a Daniel to approach that den of lions and say, I made it to the den of lions. I prayed every day. I prepared for this moment. And sure, I know God's going to deliver me. But if he's going to deliver me in the den of lions, then why can't he deliver me before I even get into the den of lions? It doesn't matter if you make it to it. But sometimes God wants to bring you through it. Sometimes you have to step into the fire and say, okay, God, I'm not just here. I'm in it now. You've got to get me out. I've started in this tunnel and I've got to make it to the other side. But now I need you to be a light. Now I need you to lead the way. God, I I found myself in this den of lions. I'm here. I I I know it's going to be a trying time, but God, I'm going to trust you to bring me out. You say, well, how am I going to make it? The old saying says, well, God won't bring you to it if he can't bring you through it. And that still is to be true today. Last year, about this time, my wife and I was worried about some stuff that was going on. And we were a little bit of a financial bind, among other things. And I began to pray all that week, God, what am I going to do? God, what are we going to do? God, I, I, I don't have an answer. I don't have what I need to make this happen. I don't, I don't have all of that. But God, I know what you've spoken to me and I know what I need to do and I know how it needs to be done. We can have the know all we want to, but if we don't have the stuff we need to make it happen, it's no point. Her grandmother sent me a birthday card and, uh, this card was a tad bit late. It came in about two weeks late. And I, I couldn't help but keep calling out to him in this time. But the card said on the front of the card, it said, overflow. Overflow. It was a birthday card and it said, may this next year of your life be a year of overflow of blessings. And on it, it had the scripture, Psalms. It says, rejoice, you people of Jerusalem. Rejoice in the Lord your God. For the rain he sends demonstrates his faithfulness. Once more the autumn rains will come. As well as the rains of spring. The threshing floors will again be piled high with grain. And the presses will overflow with new wine and olive oil. And though it was a simple birthday card. And she probably didn't even think anything of it when she sent it. That card began to speak to me and that that word of God that was on that card. It wasn't just overflow. If it just said overflow and nothing on the inside, it would have been, oh, that's nice. But the word of God spoke to me in that card. And God reminded me, it may look bleak now. But remember, the rains will demonstrate his faithfulness. Once more, the autumn rains will come. The threshing floors will again be piled high with grain and the presses will overflow with new wine. That simple birthday card began to speak to me and I called her and I began to weep on the phone. And I I said, Grandma, thank you so much for the card. Oh, you're very welcome. I hope you like the check that was inside. Oh, yes, ma'am, I did. But it was not the check that meant the most to me. It was the words on that card. It was the word of God in that card that spoke to me. She said, Landon, I'm so sorry that it's so late. I said, Grandma, it's not late. I said, it's right on time. 
Because through that time, I had been praying, God, I need an answer. God, I need you to remind me. I, I just need you to open my eyes that I can see. And she said, I, I'm so sorry that it's so late. And I said, Grandma, it's not late. It's, it's right on time. It reminds me of the story of Lazarus. And they find news of his passing and Jesus is making his way. And it seems like everything that could go wrong was going wrong in his endeavors and trying to be there. And he gets there and he's approached and they said, well, Jesus, if, if you had only been here, if you had only made it happen sooner, if you had only come and healed your friend. And Jesus wept. Well, that's a verse we all know in Sunday school. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. But Jesus looked at them and he said, I'm glad for your sake. Because I'm going to show you that you don't just go to something, but I'm going to bring you through something. You may not understand right now what's going on. You may not understand why it seems like the end is near and that there's no hope and no sign of an exit. But I'm telling you, I am here today and I'm glad for your sake because you're going to leave encouraged today. You're going to leave in faith again today. That you may have an obstacle in your way. You don't know how you're going to make it to the other side. But I'm here today. I didn't bring you to this. I'm going to bring you through this. I'm going to make sure you know in your mind. That though there may be a man in that tomb wrapped. He's going to come out alive and breathing again. When it's in my hands. And my word is spoken over that body. All things are possible. All I needed was a word. All I needed was a reminder that the God who has his eye on the sparrow surely watches over me. God didn't bring me to the valley and leave me, but he led me. If I live this life long enough, I will have to go through some stuff. You heard it. You asked somebody, well, how are you doing? Oh, I'm going through some stuff. And they say that like it's a bad thing. You better be glad you're going through some stuff. Because if you're going through some stuff, you're getting somewhere. If you're going through some stuff, there, there, there's an, another side of this that you're going through. And when you get to that other side, you're going to be like, whew, I made it. It was difficult, but I made it. Now, if you're stuck like Chuck, then there's a problem. But if you're going through some stuff, be encouraged today. If you're going through some stuff, knowing that there's going to be a brighter day. Amen. If I'm going through something, that's good. But there are times when I am in the miry clay and I'm going nowhere. But David said that God would hear our cry and pick us up out of that miry clay and set our feet on a solid ground. We don't understand sometimes and we have questions and that's okay. We say, well, Job never questioned God. No, the Bible says what we heard the other day. Job did not sin. Job did not curse God. But he did question God. I've heard it said, well, you don't ask God why. You don't ask. Tell me where it says that. When Job begins to question and just say, God, I, I trust you. God, though you slay me, I, I will trust you. But I have some questions. 
I, I don't understand all that's happened. I don't understand why some of this has, has gone down the way it has. And God, I, I just want to ask you why. And God's response was, and this is in the message translation, it says, Why do you confuse the issue? Why do you talk without knowing what you're talking about? Pull yourself together, Job. Up on your feet. Stand tall. And now I have some questions for you. And I want to set some things straight and answer some straight answers. Where were you when I created the earth? Tell me, since you know so much, who decided on its size? Certainly you'll know that. Who came up with the blueprints and measurements? How was its foundation poured? And who set the cornerstone while the morning stars sang in chorus? And all the angels shouted praise. And who took charge of the ocean when it gushed forth like a baby from the womb? That was me. I wrapped it in soft clouds and tucked it in safely at night. Then I made a playpen for it, a strong playpen, so it could run loose. And said, stay here, this is your place. Your wild tantrums are confined to this place. And have you ever ordered morning, get up, and told dawn to get to work so you could seize earth like a blanket and shake out the wicked like cockroaches as the sun brings everything to light, brings out all the colors and shapes. The cover of darkness is snatched from the wicked and they're caught in the very act. What are you saying, Brother Landon? I'm saying that God knows. When Job began to question and say, God, I I don't understand why. And he says, well, Job, did you understand how all of this transpired? Did you know how you even got to this place? It was because of my hands. It was because of my word. You don't understand all that's going on. But believe me, I know the beginning from the ending. I am the author of this thing we call life. And I breathed it into your body and I've got my hand on your life. That though there's some stuff going on that you question, God, well, what's going on? Job, just know that the God that brought you to all of this, I'm going to tell you some stuff and I'm going to bring you through it. I'm going to explain some stuff and get your mind to thinking, man, he, he really has done a lot of things. He's done a lot of things that I didn't take the time to stop and sit back and think, well, this God, this great big God that we sing a song, he's got the whole world in his hands. When I sit back and begin to think about that, that this God has this whole world in his hands, it makes my problem seem so insignificant and small. It's bamboozling my mind. I can't comprehend what's going on. But know that God is in control. And though that song may be a song we sing in Sunday school, he still has the whole world in his hands. He still is in control of everything. The heavens are still His throne and the earth is still His footstool. Amen. He knows what He's doing. He is going to get you through it. Well, Brother Landon, you don't understand. You're right, I I don't. But I serve a God who is not the author of confusion. I serve a God who does all things well. When you are going through stuff, be encouraged that there is a light in the end of your dark tunnel. You are going through. 
I was at Lowe's one day and I was trying to find something and I had looked all over. Except the glass sliding doors where it goes into the garden center. That was the last place I hadn't looked yet. And I went and asked a guy, I said, this is what I'm looking for. Can you point me in the right direction? And he leaned down the aisle like this and he said, you see those doors all the way down there at the other end? Yes, sir. I need you to go to it, but not just to it. I need you to go through it. And in there, you'll find what you need. And in his simple little remark, it spoke life into my mind. And I thought, whew, that'll preach. You see that door all the way down there? It's going to take you a little bit of time. You're going to have to have to pass some things up that maybe you wanted or maybe you thought you needed. You're going to have to go through some stuff. But once you get there, you've got to go through it. You can't just get there and say, oh, well, that's nice. I guess I'll leave without what I was looking for. No, sir, what you're looking for is on the other side. If you'll press on just a little bit further, if you'll take that extra step, you're going to get somewhere. We come into the house of God and we get up to an altar and we say, okay, God, here it is. I pour my heart out to you. I give my all. And he said, no, I, I want your all. I want the ugly. I want the beautiful. I want the hurts and pains. Well, I haven't given you all of that. Well, 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 it's time to give me all of that. I want you to not just come to it. We're going to bring you through it today. We're going to take you to a better place. We're going to get you to what you came searching for today. If you'll listen to my instruction. If you'll come into the house of God and heed His word and heed His calling. I promise you, you'll get somewhere. You'll get what you came for today. Though you're going through some stuff. Though you don't understand why and you question well, I've come this far. Do I really have to go through? I don't know what waits on the other side. It may be more heartache and more trouble. I promise you, if you'll listen to the Word of God, if you will listen to His calling, He will always bring you through. Amen. It would do me no good to go to the door, but I needed to go through the door. You see, in our text, Moses who began doubting when God first began to call and reach out to him. Well, God, how could you pick me? How could you choose me? I can't even talk the way that I need to talk. I'm not a great leader. I'm not, a, I'm not all this and all this and all this. I, this job description you've given to me, I'm not that. And God just says, Moses, go. And I will show you. Take this rod and take Aaron with you. And we're going to take you through some stuff. We're going to bring you through some stuff. And so Moses said, okay, God, if I go, I'm going to have some naysayers. I'm going to have some people that knew who I used to be. And they're going to question me. Well, you left and you abandoned and now you're back and now you're trying to do all of this. Who am I going to say sent me? He said, you tell them I am hath sent you. And so Moses said, all right, God, I'll do what you said. And every adversity that Moses faced, everything that God had done with the plagues, God worked a miracle. God said, I, I told you I wasn't just going to bring you to it, but I was going to bring you through it. So that day, there had been some pretty amazing things that had transpired 
He had saw many miracles. But that day, approaching a Red Sea and knowing what God had spoken to him. I know there was some faith, but I know this human flesh can sometimes get in our way and human reasoning. I know what God is capable of doing, but this is sea that we're supposed to cross through the middle of. I just don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to take place. But I know what he said. And the Bible says that as Moses lifted up that rod, the winds begin to blow all night and begin to push those waters aside and they begin to walk through together in unison. I don't know how we're going to do it, but God knows. And when he opens up these waters, we're going to go. You know, some of the people as they were walking through were looking up and thinking, my God, we're going through some stuff. In an instant, all this could collapse and fall on us, but God's bringing us through some stuff. In a troubled time where we don't understand all that's going on, we don't know what waits on the other side, but right now, God's bringing us through some stuff. He didn't just bring me to it. He's taken me and my family through it. In my mind, I question and I wonder why. But right now, we're getting somewhere. And don't you know, when that first group that was there began to see that opening on the other side, they began to see that place of exit. And they saw that place of reservation and keeping for them. Don't you know that there was a heart warmth in their soul and said, Oh, God, it's here. We finally made it to the other side. I can see them as tired and weary as they were, beginning to pick up pace a little bit. Beginning to run and sprint towards that edge and say, I finally made it. I finally made it through what I was going through. Though I didn't understand, I've made it. But you see, even though they made it, there was still some stuff to go through called the wilderness. There was still a bad time in their life that they had to go through. Can I tell you this morning, you're not who you think you are, but what you think you are. The Bible said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And when they sent spies over, they said, well, we were as grasshoppers in our own eyes. So they became grasshoppers. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so God said, all right, we've got some doubters after all of this. We've got some that saying they wish they were still in bondage after all of this. Well, guess what? We're going to wander and we're going to go through some stuff until the doubters die. We're going to go through some stuff until the doubters are not here any longer. And it's the ones who said, he's brought me through it once. He's going to do it for me again. And it was those that God preserved. It was those that got to go to a promised land. It was those that didn't just get to the door, but they went through the door. There were some that thought once they went through some stuff that there it was, victory. The promised land was on the other side. But that wasn't it. There's times you're going to have to go through some stuff. 
There's times once you're out of that, you're going to have to go through something else. You, it's when you say, well, can it get any worse than this? And it starts raining on you. Well, can it get any worse than this? And then you get struck by lightning. And then you just keep your mouth shut. But I promise you, God can bring you through it. Amen. Can we all stand? In our world, you see a world that is really messed up. A world that you go through some stuff. You go through hurts and pains and deaths, lives. And we don't understand all that transpires and we don't understand why. Life is a vapor. We're here for a short time. And God doesn't bring us to a mountain and just says, all right, I wish you the best of luck. But God said, no. I've equipped you. I've given you the stuff that you need to make it up this mountain. You may feel like I've left you, but I'm still here. And we're going to go through this together. Now, there's some times that you're going to have to climb on your own, it may seem. But he's right there with you. There's a point where you say, I I don't think I'm going to make it any longer. I don't think I can do this anymore. I, I, I've had it up to here. I've, I've tried. I've prayed. I just don't know what I'm going to do. Go through it. Go through it. Next time you find yourself thinking, well, I'm, I'm going through some stuff. Just get a smile on your face and say, hey, that's right. I'm going through some stuff. I'm not just stuck here. I'm making progress. It it may not seem like much progress. If it's a baby step at a time, you're getting somewhere. There's times you may can run and there's times you might be crawling, but you're getting somewhere. You're trying to get to that better place. You're trying to get to that better end. And you're saying, all right, God, I'll trust you. There's a song that came out a few years ago. It says, Lord, even though I can't see and I can't feel your touch, I will trust you, Lord, how I love you so much. Trust him. There's an old song. Many of you would know it. It says, put your hand in the hand of the man who stills the waters. Put your hand in the hand of the man who calmed the sea. Would you do that today? When you said, God, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Put your hand in his hand and he's going to bring you through it. God, here I am today, Lord. God, I've got some questions. God, I've I've got some stuff that's confusing me. God, I seem lost. God, I don't know how I'm going to make it, God, but I know you're going to bring me through. God, I pray today, Lord, that I wouldn't just get to somewhere today, but I would get through some things. God, that I would be brought out to a better place. God, that I would leave this place better than I came. God, that I came going through some stuff. God, but when I leave here today, I got what I came for. Oh, God, today, Lord, help us. 
God, help us to get through the hard times. Help us to get through the hurts and the pains of this life.